Welcome back to Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, the No Judgment Parenting Podcast from the Irishman Abroad Podcast Network. And of course, our friends at Go Loud. I'm here with my wife. Hello. Tina. Tina's here. She is the childhood parenting and child development expert with more than 20 years of experience who answers your questions anonymously submitted by our listeners. And I'm really happy to see the podcast in the top 10. Tina, it makes me so proud. I know. Well, we're so lucky. It's been there for, we've done eight episodes in eight weeks and it's been in there for eight weeks. And so it really. has to be stressed, Tina, that that is because yeah. of you guys listening. Yeah, we have listening. no marketing budget. No. We rely on you to spread the word. And it so is word please. of mouth now because in the emails we're getting people saying my friend told me about this podcast yeah. and that it's just brilliant to hear that so thank you so much. But that is so much of that is how we were getting our parenting advice wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. That a lot of people will just be like well, someone told me you should do this. I think it's the biggest compliment a podcast can possibly get. Another mom recommending your podcast mm. to a mom friend. It's brilliant. Like, uh, thank you. Yeah, and I hope everybody had a good midterm break. We obviously take breaks from the podcast because we all need breaks. Yeah. Uh, we d- decided to run our setup and our re- release schedule to coincide with the school schedule because if your midterm was anything like ours you mm. wouldn't have had a minute yeah. to listen to an hour or 45 minutes of podcasts and I get really stressed out when there's loads of podcasts that I need to listen to back <laughs> yeah. up, so. how, do you, how are you though with the, uh, the whole madness of midterm where it doesn't actually feel like a break for you as a parent yeah I know and we only had one kid I don't know how people do it <laughs> no my friend Jim Gaffigan was in Dublin he has five kids and he he totally t- talks about how it's just chaos and that you accept the chaos yeah in the school we're in a lot of the families have five kids I don't know five. how they do it drop off is so cute they're little all yeah. the little humans coming out of their car but that must be just which so is exhausting. Wall to wall madness. And I have to play devil's advocate a bit more on this podcast uh, when I have to represent those parents. I feel like an obligation <laughs> to go, yeah, but Dina, I have four mental kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, in those families that have four, four or five or three kids, the older kids are incredibly helpful as well. And, yeah. you know, the children Some do parent each other a little bit yeah. there. You know, the parent, I sometimes think people take for granted that when you've got one child, they're looking for you to do stuff with them all oh the time, constantly, all the time. You don't get a break from them either. But yeah, I mean, and they don't get the tough love no, of an older brother no. who's going, stop being a douche. And there's so many things you have to teach them. Like you have to teach them how to not lose the rag when playing games. Yeah. You're, you're constantly going oh my god we have to make sure he has none of these only childisms the whole time which he undoubtedly will like this is the thing but we're always watching out for it because we don't want him to have that reputation speaking of watching out for it we went away to the Lyrath estate big shout out to the Lyrath estate beautiful estate very lucky to get to go down there. One of the best family hotels yeah, in the country. Yeah, I was just going to say said. that. I mean, we obviously paid for our stay. <laughs> yeah, not. this is not an endorsement. No, but um, it is really welcoming to families, you'd have it to is. say. They yeah. go out their way to put on stuff, you know, discos and things. All things Mikey refused to go to, but they're there, available to children who want <laughs> to go. Going to the disco, mum. It is impossible, though, I'd imagine for you, Tina, in that setting, to turn the eyes off. When you're seeing so many different families, like I remember going down to Cove for Sonia Sullivan's 10 mile road race. Yeah. And that was the first time I saw you in a restaurant kind of appalled by some of the 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 screen parenting that was going on. Well, that broke my heart because all I saw was families out for dinner and no families talking to each other. Like it literally was at least 10. It was all of them. Yeah. And they just everyone had a screen. All their kids were unscreened and no one was talking to each other. The only parenting that was happening was when they were fixing the screen for the other child. Yeah, and I just thought, how has this become that acceptable that we just plug our kids in so that we Mm. can talk? And they're just vacant. At even the, the parents weren't talking to each other. They were on their. No, it, it did. It, it did scare me that one because. We, yeah. Yeah, but we saw we something saw way, way worse. worse. You know, I think any teacher or, or any person who works with children, never. It, it you can, can never turn it off. You're always. It's mm. it's actually a really annoying thing. You're always kind of a teacher. Mm. You hear that a lot. Like my dad's always saying how much he hates teachers because they're always teachers, <laughs> but it's true. 
You never stop well, being a teacher. My mom was a teacher yeah. and I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm. And I also know that you never switch off the teaching, even in, you know, our, the romantic and intimate <laughs> side of our relationship. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we laugh, but like it was awful. We're in the hotel and we're in the swimming pool. I was in a swimming pool because I just done my hair and I'm not crazy. I knew that would take the whole <laughs> evening to redo my hair. So I've got curly, heavy hair. So me and Mikey are in there. Uh, yeah, doing I'm, I'm sitting on the lounger. Nonsense. Just, yeah, enjoying the boys. Yeah trying to enjoy the boys and you're seeing madness anyway in the pool the pool's yeah. always a place where you see dads being crazy dads no being kids i know i'm generalizing but like why do dads have to oh pick God. their kids up and throw them in pools mm. why why I can't you just know. swim and not splash everyone at the side of the i pool? think it's something about strength it's like i can pick you up and you, throw you i think you also see a lot of dads who think they're great oh even yeah. the wife look a bit of time I'm so great. Look at me. Yeah. Amping the kids up to the ceiling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Jarlett was in the pool basically doing that, thinking he's great. Give me. (laughs) Not true. Not true. Okay, but go on. Anyway, we see this dad walk in with two lovely children. One of them appears to be upset straight away. Little guy. Screaming at the top of his lungs. Yeah. And I thought, okay, what's going on here? You know, you think maybe this child has additional needs. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's extra needs here. That was your first thought. That's what I just said. Additional needs. Sorry. It's very early. And um, yeah, but the dad is like visibly stressed. Like he's tense, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is all straight away, I think. (laughs) It's strange. This doesn't seem right. I go, I'm not going to judge. I'm not being judgy gets in the pool and I think, okay, you know, I don't know what it's like to have a child who may scream all the time. So let them have their holiday. But then in the pool, the child gets way worse. Like he's crying and really, really screaming at the top of the lungs. And he's everyone in the six, pool, right? maybe six, yeah. Everyone in the pool is doing that really polite Irish thing where no one is looking or mm. pretending that they're hearing the screaming. I happen to be the only person sitting by the edge of the pool. Like there's loads of chairs there, but I'm the only one. The pool is packed. The pool is rammed. So, you know, he is screaming, but it's noisy anyway. But then the dad, like, I saw the dad get the child by the head and hold him under the water quite aggressively. And I was like, you know, I couldn't move because I was like, what is happening? And I got really like, oh, God, this isn't playful. How long? Because I didn't see that. No, like, how long? because you- I'm seeing a lot of playful stuff happening with dads, but this doesn't seem right. And then it gets a few seconds, but it's just so forceful. It's quite shocking. And then he... The kid comes up screaming way louder than he was before. And the dad picks him by the shoulders. That's what I saw. And trashes him into the water up and down, up and down. Now, there are people all around them, but everyone is He's pretending a blind eye. they don't see it. I'm thinking, what the hell am I going to do? Because you have to do something, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then I'm thinking... Okay, this I don't know if there's a mom around because mm. it's just a dad with the mom. The little girl seems absolutely fine. She's off doing her thing. And I'm thinking, if he's this forceful with this child in public, what is going to happen if I say something exactly. that makes him angrier? Exactly. And he goes back to the room and he's, he's even like, you embarrass me. worse in private. Yeah. So I wish I could say it stopped there. It didn't. He, I saw him grab <laughs> the kid by the shoulders. Yeah. Shake him in the water yeah. and say, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Into his face. Like we were haunted yeah. by what we saw. Yeah. And I looked across at Tina in the pool and I was like, what do we do? And I honestly was just sitting there thinking, I don't know what to do because I don't want to make it wor- worse for this kid. Because it really scared me how little of a fuck that dad gave. That the he people was, That it. people were watching. Yeah. Now, now, everyone was doing what we were doing. Everyone was looking, thinking, oh my God, it's awful, but not doing anything about it. And uh, so I thought, this is kind of so, our own question. Yeah. What do you what do, do, you do when, you, because, when you see it? Because what we did was, well, I was like, this child must have additional needs. And then I hear the dad screaming, what is wrong with you? So I'm thinking, oh, would he say that to a kid mm, who has additional mm. needs? Like, there's so little understanding here. I leave the pool and I go out to the lifeguard and I report it. And the lifeguard person said, I can't do anything about that. And I... What did you say when he says that? I said, but I showed him. I said, but look in, you can see this dad is out of He's control. He's abusing his kid in that the That child is being abused in the swimming pool. And he said, I can't, there's nothing I can do. He we said, can't step in. We can't step in, he said, because oftentimes it just makes everything worse. That's such... First of all, like, 
all due respect to the lyre and all of the rest of it. Mm. But that's bollocks, right? On so many levels, because if there's physical abuse taking place yeah. in the pool between two grown-ups, yeah. they would surely step in. But yeah. because it's a child, they can't. Yeah, so I really didn't know what to do then because I I feel like I didn't feel like I could step in either. But I thought, okay, I have tried now, I've reported it to this guy. You guys took ages. I don't know what you were doing in the dressing rooms. So I did. <laughs> Sorry, Jared, just looking offended. Well, this is the thing. Yeah. We came into the dressing room with the kid. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, we were taking our time to keep an eye and see how is this going to pan out. Right. But this was the thing. It was night and day. Right. He was like, okay, calm down now. This kind of stuff. And as we saw them over the course of the stay, it wasn't represented again. It no. didn't display so, itself again. So that's what we agreed. We said, okay, if we see that family again and we see this again, we are going up. I'm going to go up and I'm going to say, I've seen what you've done. I'm warning you. I'm going to report you. I was going to pretend. I'm like, that you work for child services. Yeah. Like we got deep but, into this role but play. But I also, yeah. But we didn't. We didn't and see it. And to anyone else, they wouldn't believe you if wouldn't you made a complaint. believe it because, because it looked doughty, like happy families. But the um, child also seemed really um Yeah, well, we don't tired. know. He seemed so tired mm. and out of it by, by the next time we saw him. Mm. But I obviously went down a bit of a rabbit hole on the internet of what do you yeah. do? And we found some really interesting answers yeah. to this self-posed question to start today's yeah. episode off. Well, I was very interested in the, what you found because yeah. basically... All your instincts are wrong. Yes. Yeah. So your first instinct is filthy look. Yeah, which Completely I did. Completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. I did filthy look. I Me did too. I did absolute I daggers. Did, I did teacher look. My yeah. teacher looks terrifying. Tina's teacher look. Guys, I cannot <laughs> express how terrifying <laughs> Tina's teacher look is. I scare myself. People need look. to <laughs> send us their teacher looks because Tina's, it's like lasers. And mm. you, you will behave just based on the look. But all jokes aside, we gave the guy the filthies. And apparently you should not do no. that. The yeah. advice that was given was to... To relate. To relate to yeah. the parent. If you're going to intervene, you have to go up and say something like, my guy is a complete handful too, but aren't they precious? Yeah. To and you wouldn't diffuse. change them. Yeah. Appeal to the humanity. kind of the humanity, the heart there and go... Uh, I was a total rascal when I was a kid. Mm. Were you? Which is so interesting because when you see it, like I had a like a visceral, like I thought I was going to vomit when I was watching. Mm. I was like, you look I was panicking because yeah. I was like, I have to do something. Yeah. Then I was like, what do I do? Anything I want to do is going to make this way worse. Yeah. So it was really interesting to see that you're supposed to kind of appear, appease them and try and calm them down. And definitely don't confront. This yeah. is what they said. So uh, let me pull, let me just pull it up here for a second because I yeah, have the So we obviously exact. are living with the guilt of feeling like we didn't do enough for this family. Yeah. And as it turns out, the mom was with them because when we saw them at dinner and breakfast and lunch, they seemed quite a happy, quiet family. Yeah. We so, never saw anything else. But what we did see in the pool was horrific. So they say um, on various different websites, start the conversation is the first thing. Chil children can wear you out, can't they? Is there anything I can do to help? She seems to be trying your patience or my child has gotten me upset too. Or he has beautiful eyes. This can encourage a more positive mood from the parent. Divert. Talk to the child to divert the child's attention if That's the child is misbehaving. Advice. Yeah. Uh, Look for the first opportunity to praise the parent and the child. Offer assistance if the child is in danger, for example. Avoid negative remarks or looks. These reactions are likely to increase the parent's anger and make matters worse. And that is really what yeah. we were scared, yeah, I most was, scared of. Doing. I was very scared of that because I always think if if that's what they're doing in public, holy shit, what's the private like? Yeah. yeah it, it has were you had, ever... Uh, uh, um, rebuked by a parent who wasn't your own when you were a kid team. Oh my God, all the time. Sorry. It's so funny that that I, was a thing. Yeah, all the time. In fact, like, I'm such a positive reinforcer of behaviour, but in fact, sometimes I think it would be handy if a different grown-up just spoke to my child sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, because it's still, I remember how shocking it was. Yeah. 
And it kind of, you know, that it was like he got punched when a grown-up he didn't know gave out Well, I hated when uh, their parents would use other people, like, <laughs> or or when I get used, when parents are like, do you see that man over there? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to come over here. I'm like, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm innocent. <laughs> well, we hung around in hotels uh, um, or, you know, a lot when we were kids. Hung around in hotels. Yeah, I know. That sounded so it weird. It's true, though. It is what you do. Yeah. I remember it, but, yeah. wandering the corridors. Yeah. And I, I remember like playing hide and seek and getting pulled out by the ear from behind the curtain. By a stranger. By the manager and being brought to my parents and told you're not allowed to play hide and seek that loudly. <laughs> that loudly. I don't know how loud I was being. But yeah, all the time, different grown-ups giving out to me. Yeah, well, look, uh, hopefully that's some help and hopefully you don't witness that kind of stuff. But, yeah, but it's we handy to be equipped. I do feel if good you do. that we know that now. But I don't feel good about the fact that we, that we didn't, didn't do much. Any. I feel terrible. Like we did I told, try. We I did. told Barbara, another listener about this, and Paddy, who came to my show at Cherry Comedy, and we were all haunted about it. When I said it out loud. Yeah. Um, well, Mikey's very upset because like. It was dreadful. Yeah. Mikey has a very sheltered life when it comes to like he the child doesn't, doesn't get. that this happens. He yeah. doesn't even get his voice raised to him, you know. No. Uh, like he'd laugh, I think, if we ever shouted at him. I think he'd just yeah, laugh. Yeah, I think he burst out laughing. But um, he was really shocked, and I just felt very perilous. It's it's just a hard one because you just hope that dad was having a really bad day. We didn't see it again, and we saw them a lot. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I would have handled it differently if I was equipped with that information. Yeah. So I hope that is a help to you. Let's yeah. get straight on okay. to our first question from our listeners. I am so happy I found your podcast. It's so helpful and entertaining and really great to listen to. I have an 11-year-old boy who is a very sensitive, kind, empathetic kid and he's very close to his older brother and they're great pals. He's lots of interest, does well in school and has a nice bunch of friends. He's very funny and engaging and pretty happy generally. I think he has some signs of anxiety though and I'd love your advice on this. This, I'm delighted this person sent this question in because there's absolutely no question that kids are displaying signs of anxiety having spent the last two years scared. Let's face it, that's going to produce anxiety on some level. She says, he's developed some physical tics, a pattern of turning his head, shoulder shrugging, blinking, throat noises that I've noticed him doing more often lately. I'm wondering if I should say something to him about it or wait to see will it stop? So far, we've ignored it. He will sometimes almost stammer when trying to get a sentence out. God love him. He has in the past told me he's occasionally worried about things without telling me what they are. I bought him a book aimed at kids with cartoon pictures about worry and anxiety, which really explained it well. And he asked for the book every night for a while. He really seems to write. Well, his mom is clearly on it as well. Yeah. Massive respect there. Great instincts. often feels very badly for people and animals in movies or TVs. And he said to me that he will sometimes find it hard to sleep if they've watched a movie where he felt bad for someone in it. He will be thinking about it afterwards. He never wants to feel like he's done something to make someone cross at him and will jump in with an anxious, sorry, 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 at the slightest thing. Like us asking him, has he taken his lunchbox out of his school bag, for example? We're not shouty, angry parents, so this seems like an overreaction. I mean, my heart goes out to this mm. one because like, mm. she's trying her best, but he's he's gone, he's become anxious. Mm. And I doubt that you're the only person with this problem. So hopefully this answer that Tina's going to give will be a help to people. I'll finish the uh, email. He also gets very attached to things and is very nostalgic, right? Like myself about things like a manky old couch we had for 10 years that we recently had to get rid of. He was actually upset the night before we were throwing it out. He told me, I'm afraid I'll forget all the good memories we had. Oh my God, what a This kid sounds amazing. Mm. All the good memories we had while we had the couch, if we get rid of it. I praised him the other day for how well he has been since taking in the new couch. He still resists any talk of changing things in the house. We want to do a renovation of the kitchen. Worst idea ever for this guy. I actually think 
He feels bad for the inanimate objects, old toys, if they get thrown out. He never wants to throw anything away and get rid of old toys from when he was a toddler. Now, this is, a, to me, a linchpin sentence. Okay, because I'm thinking there was a big move or something. There you go. Tina got there before me. She says, we moved house six years ago when he was five. He loves our house now. He's very settled, but maybe that was a very hard thing for him. I'm worried that he will struggle to cope with this anxiety as he gets older. Any advice would be great. Thanks, Anonymous. Well, what a great mom, though, seriously, because uh, she is so, her instincts are great. Her observation skills are amazing. Like, yeah. She's really thinking about her child from every angle. Um, I worry, there's a little bit of me that worries that because he did find the move so hard years ago that without knowing, she and her husband and maybe the brother as well have gotten into a habit of enabling him to feel very upset about things and allowing him to feel these emotions they think they didn't allow him to feel at the time. Yeah. Because change is okay and we have to get our children used to change. It's actually... They're trying to to compensate for what they feel they missed. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. And uh, like this child sounds like the most wonderful soul and the way he feels about everything is just beautiful. But you can channel that in a different way. You can... like. This talk about redoing the kitchen, definitely redo the kitchen. Get them on board. It's really important that we equip our children to cope with change. Definitely talk about all the feelings you're, he's having about the change, but don't ever stop. Be Don't let worry about change be a reason not to do a project. I That's think. tough, right? Because... I can like I can relate to this little dude. Yeah, I think I, we can in, vote because our own little guy is similar. But I mean me. Yeah, you as well. Well, <laughs> you and Mike, you're basically the same. I struggle person. with change too. Yeah, and I struggle with throwing things out. Mm-hmm. Like you guys need to see the office that we're in right now, surrounded. Well, or some by, of the boxes that came home with us from England. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> but it's like, what is in this box? But it's a fear. It, like there is, it is fear of loss. Which are yours emanates from the same similar reason as this boy in that you moved house too and all your stuff was gone. Yeah. 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 And now you're terrified of all your stuff being gone. Yeah. So you hold on to everything. 100%. But you and were here older. I am, 42 years old. Yeah. This kid's 11. You were older when that happened, but it still impacted on you so much. Massively. So incredibly, this mom has already noticed, okay, yeah. we didn't do this well the first time. Yeah. It's had an effect. But the horse just, hasn't bolted. No, of course not. They just have to equip him. Now, the poor child has developed tics. That's really tough. Mm. Very hard to watch. Amazing that this mom has had such good instincts that she has known not to draw attention to it because that is exactly what you have to do. You ignore have to ignore it. it. Really? Yeah, you have to just ignore it. And then you Very need to teach to them ways. Well, first of all, you have to ignore it because maybe he doesn't even know he's doing it mm-hmm. yet. Okay. Now, if he comes to you and talks about it, then you have to definitely talk about it with him and let him know it's okay. What do you say? You tell him it's okay. This is just something you're doing right now. You're feeling a lot of feelings inside and it's manifesting in this way. Absolutely okay. It is okay to feel whatever you're feeling. But you need to give him coping mechanisms for it. Now, if he's not talking about it, you still do the coping mechanisms and just be like, you know, sometimes when you're, you know, you're rubbing your nose all the time. How's about we then put our hands together and stretch out and keep stretching until that feeling is gone. So Tina's putting her hands together the way you would to pray. Yeah. And then you interlock the fingers, twist them outwards, reverse your hands out. And push it out. And say, hold that feeling, hold that push until the feeling to rub your nose is gone and then relax. you got to give them ways of coping with the tick and doing it in a way that doesn't draw so much attention to them. And you've provided this mom with these kind of things oh, over the course of I have. emailing her. Yes, I have, because the last thing this child needs is somebody like a teacher or a different grown-up going, what are you doing? Or stop that. So I also told her that if it's very prominent and if he's doing it a lot, you got to go to all the grown-ups in your life and different friends and say... And tell them not to do it. This is what's happening right yeah. now. Do not draw attention to Get it. Get everyone on board. Say. Get everyone on board. The last thing that child needs is more stress on him so for tough. what's happening. Yeah, we actually, I really feel 
since the pandemic, you see it a lot in kids. Kids are developing. I've definitely today. noticed it. Mm. I've definitely noticed yeah. it in more kids. A bit of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Myself, I get if I'm nervous. It like yeah. I found I've developed kind of a, a social anxiety. Like if we're going anywhere, before we go, I'm like, <clears throat> <clears throat> I can't stop it. And Jerry's like, What are you doing? I'm like, and I are don't you even using know. the coping mechanisms? Yeah, I'm trying. I really am. Mm. I, I. But isn't it funny? That you know all this stuff and you don't apply it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's why I find it really helpful for people to know, even when they write into the podcast, that you know, like. Yeah, it's it's easy for me to take a bit of time and give you uh, a way of coping with it. But sometimes I have to do that for myself. So yeah. don't feel bad if you if you don't think of these things straight away, because sometimes I have to sit myself down and go, and Jarlett, you have to remind me like, OK, what do we do when Mikey behaves like this? We don't react. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, you sit in silence and you let him hear what uh, he's saying. Uh, honestly, guys, it's very tough when I say that to Tina and she's like, oh, no. <laughs> I know. I bang, I, I bang my <laughs> I head know, off I my hands. Reacted. But let me ask, go back to the the change of the kitchen, right? Yeah. Just to finish out this question. When you say get the kid on board, mm. how would you do that? If it's something like, we're going to need to throw out all your old teddy bears. You've got a ridiculous collection of teddy bears because you will not let these go. Yeah. When you say get on board, when it's something that they're just like, I just can't let this go. Yeah. Well, How do you do that? Well, like, I know, you know, there's that whole, what's her name? Maria Kondo or something. Oh, yeah, what's yeah, yeah. Does it bring you joy? I hate that. And so many people are like, my house has no personality now because I got rid of everything. Thanks was, to Maria Kondo. Yeah, Kondo, that's her name. But like, I just think you... We have to equip our children and let them know you can't have, hold on to everything forever, but pick the five favourites. Let's make keep them. Let's put them somewhere special. Mm. Or say, okay, you can't let go of them right now. So you're going to pack them up. We're going to put them in the attic. They're safe. They're safe. And now if, you, if you've realised in a few weeks' time, I haven't missed them at all, then we pass them on to someone else. Mm. Or you do and you never tell them. <laughs> Oh, like that's exactly what did it with me it was like I was told the stuff was safe and then it was gone and you know you just like I got a step in there you were grown up when this happened but if they if you breach that trust with your child I'm joking that you pack it away and then give it away yeah unbeknownst to them and they go and look for it yeah they'll never forgive you yeah but I was joking But I do think that's a really good idea that you go, let's give it eight weeks. Yeah. And if you didn't miss them in the eight weeks, then let's make another call. We have to be able to... Ease them into change. Yeah, because um, change is all the time. Everything. And it's nearly the most important lesson for them now. I think this lady would really benefit from going onto the Jigsaw website on and way ahead therapy Jigsaw.ie. with Jen, yeah. because um, they that those websites those resources are incredible. Mm. They are just amazing for helping you know what to do. You can literally type in anything and they'll have an answer. Like it's an amazing resource. It's free, right? Jigsaw? Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And they've got a line that you can actually call. Yeah, you can actually ring someone in there yeah. if it's not a case of you don't have time to go through the website even though the website's brilliantly set up give yeah. them a shout we'll include the number in the notes yeah i hope that's well i d- i just want to say i think it's really important and these resources are available because you're so close to it when it's your own child you're so close that just even reading through their advice helps. calms you yeah and helps you go okay i got this i know what to do now yeah because we're not equipped for the worry that comes attached to her own child when it's another child I'm already I'm like yeah let's do this my own child I'm like I need that breath where I can step away and think okay this isn't forever it's all going to be okay I have a plan now it's that moment between where you don't react straight away and think oh my god he's going to be worried for the rest of his life so um big shout out to this mom for getting in touch I think she's incredibly observant. She's on it. I think that unfortunately this is way more normal than we than ever before. Uh, everything she's doing is great. I hope we've helped her in a little way. And anyone else is struggling like this, get in touch. We'll try and our best to help. Brilliant. The email address is honey, you are ruining our kid at gmail.com. Now, I think a new segment of the show needs to be uh, 
I left him for one minute. Because <laughs> hilarious that while we're recording, you're like, I think a new segment of the show should be. I'm no, like, we have Annie. discussed this. <laughs> okay, I don't remember. There's been so many times in our relationship and our parenting where Tina said, I left you alone with him for one minute. <laughs> yes. And is. now he's wearing a top hat and oh, cane. That was the worst one, that, that was among the worst, right? So we were up doing a comedy festival in Dublin and Tina said, I'm going to go into Zara and have a look for it, a top for tonight. She came back out. Mikey's wearing a top hat, carrying a cane and a monocle. And yes. <laughs> a full character. In, he was like two years old. He was on board and loving his life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I don't regret it in the slightest, except when he dropped the cane down a lift shaft <laughs> two minutes later two minutes later <laughs> in between the gap you know where the doors open yeah. in the lift it slides down and he is inconsolable and now I have to go back to the joke shop and get him a second cane uh, to so, be yeah. fair he still has the cane in top and hat yeah he does yeah, he's was, very good at twirling the cane yeah, you know, <laughs> you know but like but I did. many dads and how many moms how many those moms face Pam well, I remember the Andre Agassi book, an incredible book where he talks about being married to Steffi Graf, her going to the shops and him saying, I'll give the kid a haircut, mm-hmm. just, just a little trim around the fringe. And he wound up shaving him like fully one blade bald. Oh, my God. Like a two year old uh, and her coming back. Steffi Graf at saying, I left you for one minute. Well, every single time I went to my clinic, my hospital visit, I come back and you'd shown him something even more inappropriate than the last time. I'd be like, oh, great. We're into Star Wars now. Fabulous. Yeah, but the best one and the hotel reminded me of it. And the fact that I've been injured for the last four weeks oh, with a no. back issue. I've been having all sorts of physio and it's stuff been, on it. It's been horrific. Tina wants this injury cleared up more than anyone More than in the anyone world. else. I keep saying this to Jared. Trust me, Jared. I'm on board. I want you to get better too. If anyone wants you back running, it's me. Well, okay? Anyone who's married to a runner knows that when they're not running, they're not great crack to oh, be around. Oh, he's miserable. I have been in a dark place. Yeah. So... I haven't really been on socials. I've been trying to just get this sorted, but I've been using a brilliant cream uh, called Muscle Rescue. Oh, my God. Is a herbal version of DP. I remember. And now. this stuff, I will tell you, if you are having back issues with a lot of moms and dads have in terms of picking them up and putting down and just the work involved, get the Muscle Rescue onto you. It will set you a light. Yes. So rewind to three years ago, just before the pandemic hit. Are we three years or four years out of pandemic? Nearly, nearly three. Right? Nearly three. Okay. Time is so weird now. But um, we're in a hotel in Kerry. Uh, it's my birthday. I'm not feeling very well, as per usual. <laughs> uh, I go to the toilet. Mikey's loving the hotel room because they've put like a Christmas tree and they've made his bed really nice and all. I go to the toilet, I come out and Jar's sitting on the bed, massaging Mikey's feet. Give him a foot rub, being a good dad. Yeah, being the door. We've done dad. a lot of walking. Yeah, we've done a lot of walking that day, actually. But then I'm like, what are you rubbing into? What is that smell? <laughs> <laughs> What's the smell, Jar? And he's like, it's this, it's okay, it's, it's herbal, you said. It's herbal. I was like, no, oh no, oh no. Like, <laughs> I think I dived across the bed to try and get out. Uh, I mean... She slapped it from my hands. <laughs> yeah. It smashes against the window. Mikey's, Mikey's like, what? It's nice. But he's he's already starting he's to tingly. feel the tingly. <laughs> and we both know. I was like, what were within, you thinking, Within Janet? seconds, his feet are ablaze. Yeah. Like his tiny little... It's New Year's Eve because that's the night of my birthday. That's why we're away. Crapless day for a birthday oh, ever, has to be said. Yeah, and he, uh, he is. So there's no camera. Well, I didn't bring Nurf in. I'm having to get Jared to go run around Kenmare Town to try and see if there's anything open. But Tina, we couldn't get it to stop. <laughs> no. That was the thing. It was awful. And I was wiping it off and then I was in the bath with him in the cold bath. <laughs> He's like, my feet are still on fire. <laughs> and I was like, I left you alone for one For one minute. minute. So if you have a I left you alone for one minute story, please send it in and we will have a prize for the best one. I can I can just tell that there's moms, more than likely moms, coming back now, typing as we speak, <laughs> that I left him alone for one minute. He had him behind the wheel of the car. <laughs> You've done that too. <laughs> yeah. So do send them in. Honey, you are ruining our kid at gmail.com. Yeah, 
So this next question is a return question. Oh, this is someone coming back. It's someone okay. coming back. Hi, Tina. Thank you for your email. It's so lovely to hear back from you. We took the bedside rail off the cot to enable our little one to use the bathroom mm. at night. So they had gotten in touch before. How do we get rid of nappies at night time? At night time. Right. I'm not sure if we had so, their question on the podcast, but this is someone I have been helping. With right. So they so, so wets at night. Mm. So they take the, the handrail or the side rail off the cot to enable the youngster to go to the loo mm. at night. It's a hard task trying to keep him there at nap time and bedtime. Any tips on that? As for the poo, he did two successful poos in the toilet with the reward of a new toy. Yeah, today is... he went in his pants. The struggle continues. But the poo is, like I was saying, that's a celebration because a lot of boys have a really tough time letting go of their poo. Yeah, catch us up here on this person. So, so this lovely person is, was struggling to get her child to toilet train. Right. Wouldn't do a poo in his Yes, I toilet. think we did have this on the show. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, maybe we did. But would only do his poos in his nappy. Yeah, you're right. We yeah. talked about this Insisted on the show. Insisted on pooing in the nappy. Yeah. yeah. So he's doing really well, poo boys. I think that's a massive win. Big, big progress. Big progress. Now... The, the rail. The rail on the cot. See, my first thing there is that if you're expecting your child to be all mature and Get independent and yeah. go to toilet, you kind of need to make that move to the bed. Right. Even if it's just a well, little bed. What difference bed. will that make? Well, I mean, if he if he's to cot, he's still a so you're you're you might not know it, but you're still treating him like a baby. Right. You know, and uh, if it's a cot that can turn into a cot bed, just make sure that it doesn't look like the cot anymore. Right. Just be like this: is your bed now. So just Big psychologically. Boy. Yeah, absolutely, because it, in so many ways, children will 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 live up to the expected behaviour. Wow. But if you're still putting them to bed like a baby, they're still going to think they're a baby. Yeah. So, um... And and look, let's be honest. Mm. When I jump in here. Yeah. Some of the putting them to bed as a baby oh, is know. for mom and dad. Oh, look, you miss it. I miss minute. that it's, so oh, much. Oh, me too. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, I mean, so much, so many times I have to say, well, who's this for? Is this for me or for him? Yes. And I've heard you say this. Yeah. Who How is much of our parenting behaviour yeah. that is holding them back yeah is about you oh and I've had very tough 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 chats with moms and dads uh, in my school throughout the years of going okay okay but who needs it more you or him mm. because and I this is like hugs at the hugs door hugs at the door and coming into the classroom for that extra hug I'm like okay your child is settled so who's yeah. this hug for it's because for you. he's happy so why are yeah. you here Tough um, chat. Yeah, I know. Does that always go down well? It doesn't go down well. I win them back. <laughs> yeah. I win them back. <laughs> they want the kid to be, everyone wants their kid to be happy. Yeah, and my it. role is to help the child. Yeah. And if a parent is making that harder for the child, I have to be honest with them and yeah. be like, look, I know you love your child, but your child's happy. He's settled in here. Yeah. You're disrupting it now. You're making him feel like, oh, my mom's worried. Mm. Oh, I should worry. There's yeah. something wrong. So if you get the kid to bed... He's prob- probably yeah. going to be a bit like, oh, big dude now. Yeah. And also his room needs to feel like his room. It all needs to feel like I am big boy. Um, I am using the toilet because I am a big guy. Mm. I am expected. This is expected this of is me. how it works. Yes. Also, our children do not know what is expected of them. You have to tell them everything. Right, right, right. So this child just needs to be told when you go to bed for your nap or night time, don't get out unless you need to go to the toilet, because that is the only rule. You you can get out of your bed if you have a weird poo poo. That is great. Go to the toilet, but then you get back into your bed mm. and you go to sleep. We do not walk around the house. It is not safe. My job is to keep you safe, and we can't do this. It's not safe to walk around the house. Of course, it's items. not. Like, ah, you know what I mean, Jared. But you know what I mean? You don't want to say that, do you? You do want to say that. Okay, you don't want... Well, well look, there's a... Ch- yeah, I get... I know that you don't like when I interrupt. You're not going to say, the boogeyman might get you. Yeah, but you know, I'd just be scared of saying to my kid, the reason you can't get out of bed at night is because but that, it's words, dangerous. You're not saying it's dangerous. You're saying, my job is to keep you safe. And I can't keep you safe gotcha. if at night time yeah. I think, is he going to fall down the stairs when he's yeah. wandering around? Actually, the words, my job is to keep you safe, is really empowering for um, a child here. Because they think, fair enough, 
My mom's being yeah. reasonable. She's just trying to keep me safe. Yeah, she's not a party pooper. No, she's, she's like, just looking after she's me. She's just like, I love you. And my job, it's my responsibility to keep you safe. It's actually a very good one to have in the back pocket, that one. Mm. I've, I've told it to parents to use it. They can't believe how helpful it is. I've done it myself. I still do you still it. do it. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you a quick question before we leave this one, because that's yeah. really great. And shout out to this one. Well, I just think this being... is an exciting email. Yes. Because I know the struggle continues and it will. It's a little guy. It's yeah, a boy. It's I hate generalising, yeah. but boys can need all those extra <laughs> reminders. They need to be, you need to bring that boy to boys the toilet till he's at least 12. Till 12. I mean, even now when we're leaving the house, I'm like, go to the toilet. Yep. You are not coming with us yeah. until Have you've gone you to the toilet. Yeah. yeah. Get back uh, on that toilet before this, bed. I really want to jump in with this question because it's probably one that people are reluctant to even send in. Okay. And that's getting your kid to stay in their bed. Oh, yeah. Rather than try and get in with mom and dad. Well, I think... Ah, that comes back to what I kind of said before. Who is that for? The bedtime. Yeah, because it is nice. Yeah. Is that for you or the child? Mm. Now, of course, your child should be able to come in and have a morning snuggle with you. In the morning. sleep is so important. I know parents are so tired, but you can manage to break that habit in four nights, right? Getting your child back to bed, popping them back in the bed, telling them this is your bed, you're safe in here, this is your big boy bed, this is your big girl bed, this is where you sleep. Mommy and daddy need their sleep too. When they come in, give them the hug. Mm. Pop them back to their bed. But both of you need to be on that page. Too. Yeah. Like yeah. this is where big strife takes place yeah. when dad is the one saying it. Yeah. And mom is like, oh, let him. And it's you very tough if the habit is formed. I would always say, don't let that habit start. First of all, it's just not safe when they're babies. It really isn't. It's not yeah. safe. So it's like even when he was teeny tiny and he was in the bed with us, we were both yeah. terrified of rolling over and uh, yeah, you don't sleep crushing him. No. Um, but we are going to get a sleep expert yes, we on are. the show. It's very a, exciting. A really incredible lady from Tailor Made Babies. She's amazing. She's helped loads of my friends. That's how I found out about well, her. That's an episode to look and, forward and to. And she had the, my friends gotten one of my friends, Lucy, got in touch to say this woman has changed my life. Okay. And we've got so many questions about sleep, sleep. that I was like, oh, well, I'll get in touch with this lady because she's a sleep expert Brilliant. and she is excited to come on. That's so coming soon yeah, on Honey, on. You're Ruining Our Kid. It really is toilet week here on <laughs> <laughs> Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid. Hey guys, really love the podcast. Keep up the great work. We have a five-year-old here. Five-year-old twin boys wow. who are having a great midterm, but mom and dad can't wait for them to go back to school, if I'm totally honest. <laughs> I have a question regarding nighttime bedwetting. One of our boys has been fully trained since he was 2.5 years old, but never got nighttime training. We've tried so many times, mm. but he still wakes up wet in the morning. So isn't waking when he wheezes during the night. That's the problem. Okay. He sometimes gets very upset when we say we're going to try again. We spent a week before midterm talking about giving up his sleepy pants, the pull-ups, saying okay. how he's almost five. Yeah. Fifth birthday next week. We know he can give up the sleepy pants. Mm. If an accident happens, it's okay. Yeah. Because that's good. what washing machines are for. So didn't put any pressure on him. Yeah. Or ever get across, get across with him. So on a Friday, they finished school. We stopped using the sleepy pants. But he's still wetting at night. So my question is, do we keep going or do we go back to sleepy pants and try again? At the Christmas holidays. We don't want him getting upset over it. And we don't want him going to school smelling of wee. Oh, Lord, that's the big fear, isn't it? Any advice would be great. Thank you so much. Anonymous. You know how I feel. I feel like don't give up. Keep going. You have to. But that's me. I'm not in this situation. I don't have twin boys. So I do think this podcast all about no judgment at the end of the day, no matter what I say, you got to do what suits your family best, okay? But he's nearly five. He's five in a week. He knows well. He knows well that child does. Mm. He is well able to get out of his bed too. He's at school doing maths, probably, and history and learning art. He's well able to get up yeah. in the nighttime and Fair go Fair point. To when you think about what they can do. Yeah, I mean, 
Why is this a thing we're saying they can't do? Well, some of it's just habit. Right. Some of it's probably fear. He's probably afraid. And maybe he doesn't have great bladder control yet. Lots of kids don't. So I actually, um, this mom got in touch and uh, I... I had a lot of back and forth with her. She's an amazing mom. She's uh, Her boy seems so lucky. And what I was saying to her was that while I never encourage restricting fluids, I said maybe there should be a cut-off point for him. That, you know, no drinks after seven. None. And not just one toilet check before bed, two toilet checks. And then I thought, because he's five... He might, you might need to root him out of bed when you're going to bed, pop him on the toilet, get him to do another wee and put him back to bed. But I did say, depending on his temperament, some children, that's a really good way of stopping them wetting. When you're going to bed, just get them out, sleepy walk to the toilet, get them to do their wee, just turn the tap on, the wee will come out, get them back to bed. And I also said that um, maybe first thing in the morning, when you get up, go in again. Because this is... It could be happening. It's not forever when I give this advice to parents, it's always with the plan, you're going to phase this out. So anything I say is not the rest of your life. So don't panic. It's not like the rest of your life you're going to have to go in at 12 o'clock and get him on the toilet. Just until he stops. Because then he has a new pattern of behaviour where he doesn't wee or he wakes up on his own and goes to wee in the toilet. I thought maybe because he's five, because they've tried a few times, he needs a motivator. So I thought maybe this is a good opportunity for a toileting chart again. A very short one first. He gets up and he's dry. He gets a tick, three ticks, three days. Am I saying that right? Three days in a row of three ticks on his chart. He gets a a reinforcer. Maybe that's a cartoon. Maybe that's a meal he loves. I don't know. Something that he he will work towards. Mm. Then go to five, stretch it out to seven, stretch it out to ten. Or, and then it's gone. He's forgotten about it and he's not doing that behaviour anymore. He wakes up dry. That's the hope. Um, also, I thought it's, I, you know, I hear this all the time and I love it that she said, we haven't actually got angry at him. We haven't got cross. We're not trying not to put pressure on him. Not putting pressure on him. Brilliant. That's great. But it is okay to get upset with your child if they're wetting the bed and they're five. I'm not saying it's okay to shout at them, but I think it's okay to say, this is not acceptable. Nobody wees in their bed. Mm. You wee in the toilet. I think it's absolutely fine for you to say to your child, there are rules. And in our house and every house, you get out of the bed and you go to the toilet when you need to do a wee. So there is a line. Of course there is. He's not a baby. He's five. Yeah. And I love that this mom isn't putting him under pressure. That's not putting him under pressure either. That's just letting him know what is acceptable behaviour. And some kids do need it spelled out. You are going to have to say to them, during the night time, if you wake up, yeah. was that a, I I'm don't know. Pulling my own ear. Sorry. I, <laughs> I didn't know Sounds what like. that was. Sounds like I was like, yeah. are you doing some Go kind on. of. Yeah. So you're going to have to spell out to your children sometimes. We, you know, it, actually, the more info you give them, the better. And repeat it as often as you like, because the chances are they're not listening the first two times you say it, mm. is, you know, during the night time, if you have a wee, you get out of bed, you go to toilet. If you're afraid to go to toilet on your own, you call us, we'll come get you. If you feel brave enough, let's put a torch by your bed and this is your wee-wee torch and you bring it to the toilet when you're doing your wee-wee. Do not wee in your bed. That is not okay. You are too big. You are five. The wee-wee torch. I love the wee-wee torch. I mean, as a concept, Tina, I mean... Yeah, but you know I'm a big fan of the wee wee toilet light. Yeah, t- Tina I likes love to it. light. Tina wanted to light the toilet. You can get these underlighters for. They're brilliant. And I just didn't want to see it. I just didn't. I didn't understand. Well, it. if you've got a little five year old, that's great because they know the sensor goes off. There's light in the bathroom. Let's let's face it. The biggest fear of nighttime is the dark. Sure, and that's why I also think the wee wee torch can be enough to crack this. Yeah. Because the idea that a kid wakes up in the middle of the night. Even if he doesn't have a wee, if he has a wee wee torch, he wants to give it a go. He wants to use his wee wee torch and go and he'll try a wee in the middle of the night. Mm. And that's It's hard for parents because they're so tired and they don't want their sleep interrupted. You've got them to five and you're thinking, we're finally getting our sleep back. But it's not forever. I have to stress that with everything. Mm. You will crack this. And um, once he's... Once he's in the habit, it's all about forming these new habits. His habit right now is weighing in the bed. He obviously loves the toilet pants because he doesn't have to get out, root himself out of bed. Mm. So I think they can do it. I think they, this kid is amazing. Well, and I think your vice is He's got a twin who's doing it. 
Yeah. N- no harm yeah. being like, your praise brother, him. Your brother's doing yeah. it. Yeah, indirectly praise the other kid. In front of him. Yeah. Shame him. No, but no, <laughs> but I, I'm not joking. You can be like, it is so great that you went to the toilet during the night and didn't wet your bed and then just say nothing to the other kid. Yeah. You know, things like that. The absence of praise. Absence of praise. Absence yeah. of commenting. Yeah. Be like, oh, you just make me so happy. I never have to worry about you because I know if you have a wee, you go to the toilet. And Jarlis like teenage. I mean, it crew. works. That, uh, it does work. Well, um, Mikey w- listened to one of the episodes over the midterm and he said, Mommy, you're real no nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Tina will never say this, but we have received just so many emails of thanks and praise for what you've been doing, Tina. I'm so, so happy that this is impacting on people. I'm so happy that you're so comfortable to continue doing it. Yeah. And uh, like we said at the top, the show can't go on without that support. Yeah. If you'd like bonus episodes, there's a bunch of episodes that we have over on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad from the early pilot season, which are some of the ones that I'm most proud of. Yeah. I do love the current ones. But if you need more, if you're like, I need more, honey, you're ruining our yeah. kid in my life, go over there and you get access to all the Irishman Abroad podcasts. But Tina, thanks so much. For well, I, I kind of like we're getting emails from people who don't even have kids who just say they enjoy the us laughing and stuff and that makes me really happy and I got an email from a child from a child from a child <laughs> yeah I got a voice note in an email from a child and it made me cry it was so special and lovely so that that made me think this is I'm just l- so lucky to get to do this yeah, well, you know? we'll keep doing it if you keep listening to it and you keep spreading the word we'll keep climbing the charts the and day we hit one in yeah. that chart we're having a party yeah we've only got to five I never thought I'd care about the charts but I'm super really competitive now and I'm like Amy Hooverman who I love she's like the nicest person ever I'm like I'm gonna get her <laughs> <laughs> I'm like getting in touch with Amy the whole time going nearly there Amy it's I'm nearly by you but she's like the, the nicest person <laughs> in the world her like that woman is a saint she's yeah. so sweet well, but um, Jar- I hope that people do get in touch with us about what we talked about at the start of the show because we are a bit haunted by that. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, you know, even Mikey keeps bringing it up. We didn't get it right. Mm. Um, we're not proud of it. We're not proud of it. And and w- it would be helpful f- for all of us to yeah. know what what you would do in that situation. Yeah. And have you seen it? How common is it? Um, but I do want to just uh, end on a positive note and say uh, thank you to all of yeah, you. Yeah, thank you so much. And I hope you all had a great midterm. And thanks for listening. Keep the questions coming. Keep them in, coming in. And don't be afraid to get back to me. I had a mom get in touch this week to say, it didn't work. I need more help. And I let's was like, OK, again. let's do it. Let's go yeah, again. And that's absolutely. fine. That's realistic. Well, it's not always going to work. Not always going to work. Yeah. But Tina will be here with more advice. And we'll be back. Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid is an Irishman Abroad podcast presented in association with GoLab. Editing, research and production by Jarlath and Tina Regan. To support the continued creation of this podcast and to hear even more Irishman Abroad podcasts, including extra bonus episodes of Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, why not consider supporting us on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad today. Don't forget to email Tina your questions on Honey, You Are Ruining Our Kid at gmail.com because, let's face it, it's hard to raise kids not to be gobshites.